Welcome back to affiliated listener, listeners, even though you're the one person listening. I appreciate you listening. Anyway, we are here. Kyle Chikastecha has joined us here again as a co-host, and we've got an exciting guest here because we're going to be diving into a topic near and dear to our hearts, but bringing in a new to the podcast friend here, um, talking about how to really niche-proof an affiliate program, building out scaled affiliate programs can add 20% or more to any really any company with Dustin Howes. Dustin, thanks for joining Hey, thanks for having me, gents. This is great. Yeah, no, I got to meet Dustin a few years ago at TNC, and you've been working with Amber Spears since then. Um, but yeah, I'd love to dive in a little bit about like, your background a bit, because you've been in the affiliate space for a long time, um, and I think largely for your own company, too, kind of helping all different sorts of people. So what kind of got you into the space? Yeah, I've been in, uh, well, I was a professional poker player right after I graduated college, Whoa. And then, and then Man. I decided, you know what? I want an exciting career in affiliate marketing, <laughs> <laughs> just just like any childhood dream. You know, that's the natural progression. Yeah. Uh, no, I would do de- hang out at a lot of casinos. Maybe not professional poker volume <laughs> style, but enough casinos to maybe okay. bump into a professional poker player too. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I still frequent the casino. It's in the blood forever, especially since I make a lot more money now. I can afford to do it, but like I went completely broke as a poker player and uh i had some friends in santa barbara that worked at commission junction and they helped me get my first job in this industry 13 years ago and since then um i've i've run the gamut in the affiliate industry uh working for agencies working for merchants working for publishers and running my own agency and that's exactly what i'm doing now and um one day I, I, I was trying to get some more education in the in the space and, and level up, and I just couldn't find it out there. There was nobody that had any great content unless you wanted to go spend a couple of grand, uh, go into a conference, and like maybe you find the right sessions to go to. Uh, so I decided, hell, I'll just, I'll just create an online course and do this, put everything I know into a course. And that's what performance marketing manager.com is. And, uh, I created all the modules, uh, and I've made it a, a, essentially a lead gen, uh, people can go there and build an affiliate program. It's a do it yourself solution going through my course modules. And then they can have my coaching one-on-one if, um, if they well, would like to, uh, to go on and continue their education beyond that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey and I really love this industry and I'm, I'm, I'm a big nerd when it comes to affiliate. <laughs> I love it. Before we dive into all that, what's, what's the biggest overlap, I guess, professional poker playing has to oh. affiliate program management (laughs) i would say reading the room would would be a great value add um so at the poker table if if you're not attuned to everything that's going around on the table uh you will eventually lose your money and it's the same in the affiliate realm where like you have to know who you're talking to and who you're working with uh, to maximize the value of that partnership. So um, I, I guess uh, at the poker table, you would see a person that is a money bags and doesn't know what they're doing. And you you know, you have to be more interactive with them uh, when it comes to playing hands. And then on the side of 
affiliate, uh, if they have a bunch of traffic and they have high potential, you need to be interacting more with them uh, so that you can get the most out of them. That was a very astute answer. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I don't. That was. Yeah, right I was really hoping it was going to be how to like pick out the right shoes or something, or, you know, <laughs> um, how to make the right bet on the right offer or something cool. Mm. But no, that was actually really, really amazing, and um, I, I appreciate it quite a bit. And I appreciate you guys keeping me on my toes. I've never had that question before, so that was fun <laughs> to answer. That's what we love. No zero prep. I'm just going to it. Yeah. So yeah, just jump in. So are you mostly working with then like the brands that are building up their affiliate programs and kind of trying to manage those? Or are you working more on the affiliate side or are you kind of in between everybody kind of helping it all go together? Yeah, I, I do all of it. Uh, personally, um, I am an affiliate of many products that I believe in that are helpful to affiliate managers. And part of my revenue is, you know, pitching those products that I believe in that are, are working for me today. Cause the technology out there for affiliate recruitment and things like CRMs and email management systems, um, they're all changing on a, a yearly basis, like very quickly. Technology gets moving really fast, especially in the B2B space. So um, part of my income comes from being an affiliate, which makes me a better affiliate manager because I get to put myself in the shoes of an affiliate. I know how hard it is to create content and get on somebody's calendar to create that content. And uh, from the affiliate management perspective, yes, that's, that's where all of my clients live. Uh, I'm going in and evaluating what they have for an existing program or helping them launch a new one. And the clientele that I'm taking on is just needs a little bit more help than everybody else and recognizes the value of getting help early rather than uh, trying to do it themselves and failing. Yeah. We need to meet more people who are trying to do it early. I feel like we have a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. of people <laughs> who have to well, uncover a lot of failures. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was going to say one of the things there are a lot of people think lots of times conceptually affiliate management seems easy to understand mm -hmm. and easy to execute. Right. But I'm sure you've gone into a, a lot of failed attempts or flopped attempts or maybe just not great attempts with people with that same mindset. So given that you've jumped into so many different affiliate programs, what's kind of the most common or maybe common two big mistakes that you see people make when they're first trying to roll out their um, affiliate program? Uh, Easily the biggest one is not getting professional help, like getting professional <laughs> yeah. eyes on it. It's, it, it sounds funny that like you mentioned it, like everybody thinks that, oh, affiliate program, I can do that. Uh, but if you don't have experience with it, um, it is, it, it's crazy to think of how many people just can try to whip this up and, and think it's going to work like Facebook ads. Like, uh, you could turn on Facebook ads today and get results tomorrow, especially if you're good at writing copy and, and know your audience. But that is not true with affiliate. Uh, the biggest consistent problem I have is people coming to me two to three months after they create an affiliate program and they're like, nobody's joining my program and I don't know why. Um, well, have you tried reaching out to anybody? Like, it, this is hard work. It, it takes we put a somebody... link in our footer. Be <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just expect people to just flood into their affiliate it's on program. A it's... Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough? Come on. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is very odd to see that uh, as a consistent basis where people are coming to me and, and 
need help with it, but they don't see it in the same light as A-B testing, which is the really weird part. Like if you A-B, if you want to improve your conversion rate by half a percent, you're going to A-B test the hell out of your landing pages, right? And, and test every email in your funnel. Uh, but people don't see it as the same with the affiliate program. But I, I will tell you, like, I know how to optimize each and every step of the affiliate partnership um, because I've been doing it for so many years. But people just think they can throw this together and and uh, affiliates are just going to run into their program and 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 start promoting it however they want and and win. And it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've we both said that individually many times before. Um, I know Thomas, you were the one that said, "Hey, the affiliates are not the field of dreams. If you build it, they will not just come." So <laughs> it always requires a little bit more work with that. So I guess as we go back to kind of the big thing, when you're first starting out an affiliate program, what like what are the things that you really need to focus on to make sure your affiliate program is going to be good regardless of niche? What are some of those core competencies? Great. You got me curious now. Dustin. Well, I'm all interest peaked. <laughs> absolutely. So I, th I think your onboarding messaging to your affiliate partners is super essential and it's underrated, if you will, because the minute that they want to join the affiliate program, whether it be happenstance where they found your product and they want to promote you or you reached out to them and, and they decided they're they're in for it. The messaging you send to them over the next week is super important to getting them active and sales active immediately. Um, so having uh, activation campaigns is super important. Make the first commission that they make uh, a, a crazy amount high so that you get them to get content up as soon as possible. Um, that'll incentivize them to get that content up. That's going to last forever, hopefully, and make that relationship grow. Uh, secondly, the email drip campaigns should be pretty spot on, just like you do with any funnel. You're trying to nurture them into a sale. You're kind of doing the same with your affiliate program. And if you're not doing that right now, you should be. So the first email should be like, Hey, Welcome to the program. Really appreciate having you. Hey, here's some assets. Uh, let me know if you need any help. Your second email is going to be like, hey, uh, we have seen some great success with these kind of folks. Uh, here's some great examples of affiliates we've worked with in the past. Then a third, fourth and fifth email about like company structure and like your history and any uh, assets that you've seen have been working really well. Do this all in the first week. Let them know that you are active and ready to help them. And then lastly, like if they do reply back, like make sure you're responding back to them and being interactive because when they're interacting with you, this is the best time to get them uh, interested in what you're doing and before they move on to the next shiny object that, that they might be looking for. Yeah, I love that you're right. You can't assume the close with affiliate marketing or affiliate marketers. I think that's where a lot of people, like you said, like, oh, we have a program. They should be excited to promote it. Mm -hmm. They're not realizing how competitive the landscape is potentially in their niche or just with other good offers out there that they're not, they don't even think they compete with, but they do, right? Because they are competing with them on conversions and commissions to those affiliates. So they're competing for attention to that affiliate. 
that I love what you're describing. There's that almost like the customer journey. It's like B2B yeah. sales, right? You need to get that close, get them on the phone, get them to commit, and then actually keep following up until something's actually happening. Oh, absolutely. And you want to get that data in there as soon as possible. Let's let's say you get an affiliate that brings you 10 sales in the first week. That's great. Now we get to evaluate the lifetime value of what those customers that they're bringing in. And uh, that's when data nerds really kick in and get to have fun with like, hey, uh, this affiliate is bringing a much higher lifetime value than this affiliate. We need to be working with them uh, on a bigger scale, even though uh, affiliate B in this scenario might have a much higher volume, but their lifetime value isn't as significant. Um, you're going to want to work with affiliate A a lot more in sense of like they have a really hot customer or a really good message to their uh, to their audience that is resonating with our end users that that we really want. So that kind of Data is super important for you to be taking a look at once you do have sales active partners. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I think one thing that, that it just allows the proactiveness. And we talk a lot about proactiveness is a huge differentiator when it comes to working with affiliates. Because oftentimes they will deal with a lot of nameless networks, brands, things that are just numbers on a page. And as soon as you could transition beyond just numbers on a page or numbers on a screen in terms of that are sending them paychecks, it, it buys you a lot of equity, right? I love mm -hmm. that you put two is make sure that it, you really focus on that first commission check. So it's mm -hmm. not just the sequence of here's our company, here's what you're getting into. And I think say even if you're like a direct response brand, there's one of the, hey, here's the brand. Maybe it's here's the success of offers we've done in the past. You might know us from XYZ, right? Like building this kind of credibility in that relationship if or when something goes wrong, when you have that immediate equity, you don't necessarily break an entire affiliate program. And we see this happen oftentimes when you don't have that. You're one mistake away from losing all of your affiliates. But when you build that relationship, you don't necessarily have to have that. You have equity. You show responsiveness. You gain mercy through a relationship. And I think that's really, really impactful. And I could tell you, I don't know, in all the affiliate programs I've signed up for, mm -hmm. I can't recall one where I had an auto-response sequence like that. So I think that's uh, definitely underutilized, but makes a ton of sense in creating a great experience. Awesome. I, um, it sounds surprising that nobody is utilizing that enough um, because the, the industry standard might be just one email, like, Hey, here's your link, go get them champ. Um, mm -hmm. and it just seems <laughs> ridiculous. Out of the butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just seems ridiculous, especially in the field that we're living in with, with the funnels is as good as they are today in the sales cycle that you wouldn't try to maximize your partnerships in this kind of way. Mm -hmm. No, no, you're totally right. That's makes a ton of sense. So um, yeah, I think there's some like the clients I find that scale really big, they almost get and really big is relative, right? But they almost get inundated sometimes with too many, in their opinion, like small affiliates flooding their inboxes or kind of trying to sign up or paying them for sure. support. Um, how do you help clients balance that load of finding the right clients or affiliates to go deeper with and scale with versus helping maybe the aspiring affiliates who want to sign up, but maybe aren't worth putting a lot of effort into. Oh, so solid and, question. And even I'd say one even caveat to that too is then what do you do with the ones that are considered unqualified or, or maybe a lower quality? Oh yeah. Uh, also solid. Um, so 
I think it absolutely depends on where you're at in your program. So if you're early on, uh, a ton of your time should be dedicated to recruiting, getting new blood into the program. You never know what kind of affiliate is is going to be your top 10 uh, early on in this procedure. Now, once you get established, if you're six months in, 12 months in, um, you're going to want to refocus your time on your top 10 affiliates that are producing and seeing what you can do more with them. So re-incentivizing them and finding campaigns that uh, that are going to help them and, and do more volume with those big players, your, your time should be dedicated more to them than on the recruitment end. But early on, when you're recruiting, um, finding high potential is a learned trait. Um, you're going to have to good affiliate managers know what a website looks like that is going to, to have high potential and they can, they can tell by the way they are marketing digitally that, you know, these guys are players and they can be a difference maker in our program. We're not going to stop until we get a hold of these guys. And so with those guys, uh, that you're reaching out to, you never stop trying to reach out to them and until they give you a hard no and, and tell you to kick rocks. Right. Uh, <laughs> but once you get them in them in the program, now your time has to switch into focusing on them if they have that high potential. And, uh, what do you do with the time burners that are the small guys? Um, maybe you have somebody else on your team that can talk to them. Uh, maybe you just, put them on the back burner for the, the moment being it. But if you don't see a ton of potential, uh, keep with the automated messaging and keep your uh, responses short and to the point. And um, I offer my calendar to anybody that, that wants to have a 15 minute conversation. And with that 15 minute conversation, I take notes in my CRM that say, Hey, this guy has, this kind of potential. I rank them one to five. And if they're a five and I don't see a lot of hope in them, uh, I'm not going to get on another phone call, but if they rank in that one or two spot, you better believe I will be on another phone call when they're ready for it. Gotcha. What CRM do you like to use for affiliate management? Um, I have conflicts on this. Um, if it's a, a, a true CRM and it's, and you want one that's an affordable solution, um, Fresh sales, fresh works, um, a good solid situation, $15 a month. Um, it's nice and clean and, and it'll keep all your information. But if you want something that's a lot more dynamic, I am a big fan of Respona right now. The, it's a $200 a month price point, but it's actually $197, which like... Uh, I like that they're digital marketing a little bit. So <laughs> that, like that price point caught my eye a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. But I tried out their tool uh, in the last couple of months and I'm just in love with it. They do all the the research for you, just like SEMrush does in terms of like uh, who's, who's valued on the SERPs, on the keywords that you're looking for. And they will help you set up the email campaigns and you can do five email drips with them and connect it to your email. Uh, it is just a, and, and then the CRM aspect are, is just beautiful. I tag all of my affiliates in the right sense. So I'm migrating basically everything over to them right now because I love it so much. And I think they're built to scale for the future here. Nice. That was Respono? Respona, Yeah.
Respona. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. And I'd love, I, I want to get into to like how you go about recruiting. Um, cause I think that's a big question mark for a lot of people who are kicking off programs. Um, but I am curious, like on the tech infrastructure operation side, like in your opinion, what are like the minimum viable things you need to have in place in order to have a scalable affiliate program? Mm-hmm. Good, good, solid question there. Um, what are the things in place? A, a tracking solution? Mm, I'd, I'd say maybe a ClickBank or something like might be a good fit. <laughs> I've right? heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so having good tracking, uh, absolutely essential. Um, don't try to build this thing in house. It is an absolute disaster. If you try to like save money, um, in that capacity, yeah. it's just, I've never been happy with an in-house affiliate program, um, that I had to manage. So, uh, the tracking is essential. I love using a CRM to track all of your partnerships. I had an old boss that used to say, Hey, Dustin, uh, this is great work, but what happens if you get hit by a bus tomorrow? Like how is the next affiliate manager going to show up? And it was super morbid, but like his, his point was came across in, in the right light. Like, you need to be documenting for the future, not only for your own future, but whoever takes over the program later. And then you can take that list of affiliates that you've built up throughout the years and add it to your existing contents for your next clients that you're taking on. So uh, the CRM aspect is super important. Um, a recruitment strategy is super important, but uh, more important than, than all of that, I think, is uh, partner personas, what I like to call partner personas. This is the conceptual um, equivalent to an avatar uh, when you're in sales. So just as you like write out your exact customer avatar for your product, you want to come up with an exact partner persona because you want to know who these people are, what their job titles are, uh, how to motivate them, how to get a hold of them and where they are living on the internet. And that way you can start building lists for the ones that are gonna be the biggest difference makers. And for example, if uh, in my space, content is absolute king. I'm trying to get on big publications all the time and get on listicles for some of my SaaS products, right? And so my first step, my first partner persona, most of the time is content listicles and bloggers or big publications. And I say, I want to find the person that is the editor of these articles, or I want to find the person that is the affiliate manager, partnership, <coughs> partnership manager, excuse me, for these. And uh, that's going to be the person that I'm targeting with the right email at the right time of day. And uh, so partner persona is something I really preach in, in my course and throughout all my teachings. Okay. That makes sense. And then when you are starting that recruitment phase, you've built out this, I, you kind of have your strategy, so to speak, Hey, this is what we're going to be doing. This is how we're going to be executing it. How are you and, or your clients who are going through these courses? What's like the first step to starting the recruitment and getting off on the right foot? Uh, <clears throat> so we established our partner persona who we're going to go after. Now we're going to take keywords from the internet that you guys want to rank for. Those keywords are going to have a top, you know, 20 SERPs, or first couple of SERPs on Google. Whoever's owning that real estate up there are going to be super valuable partners. So you take your keyword 
and you see who the players are and you build a list from there. And then you can use certain tools like hunter.io or snobio or um, uh, rocket reach, things of this nature, contact out. These are all concepts of like, Hey, this is the right contact at this URL. Um, and then you get to make decisions on who that person is. You fill in their name. There's a lot of legwork there. Respona does all of this for you, which is why I love it so much. But like the <laughs> yeah. super manual way to do this is find the top 25 sites that, are, that own real estate for the keywords you want to rank for today and never stop trying to reach out to them until you get a hard no. And are you trying to get like a guest blog on that? Or are you trying to get them to feature you in like a listicle that they've already made? It does it just depend on what kind of content they're pushing out. Yeah. Yeah. All of the above, the easiest way that I have found is asking to get on their existing list. I mean, even if yeah. you get put on, on number 10 of the listicle, now you got your foot in the door and now, mm -hmm. now we've got responses. Um, now you get to ask, Hey, what's it going to take to, to move us up this ranking? Like, uh, how can I provide you guys with some benefit that will move us up in this ranking? And do I need to talk to your editor and give them more material on how good our product is? If you really think you have a top-of-the-market product that deserves to be on the top, um, there has to be a, a benefit for them. Now, there's some, um, some things you can do to, to, to make that happen, right? First off, what's going to incentivize them if this is a true editorial website uh don't start spitting out hey i'll give you more money to be on the top Th that's not going to resonate with them if they're a mm -hmm. true editorial integrity kind of affiliate uh they're not going to listen to that they will listen to features that you have that might make your way up on that uh so you need to give them firsthand experience like any kind of testimonials you can provide for them would be helpful as well. Um, but uh, one of the biggest keys that I've learned th throughout the years is offering a backlink. If your website has high domain authority or you have access to give a link back to that affiliate um, from a high domain authority website, that is great leverage. That is like absolute gold to affiliates that care about SEO. So offering up backlinks, offering up uh, guest posts, or doing some kind of webinar or JV um, with that affiliate that where they can preach about whatever they're selling on your webinar, that, that could be a good situation. So the big players, you're going to you allow that kind of thing smaller players obviously not but um you know those are some options you can give the affiliate partners yeah. to get them in what's like an easy way to offer those back like would it just be having like an as featured on section and then you're just kind of linking back to all the people that featured you is that good enough or does it need something does it need to be something more substantial um good seos are going to look through your website and your blog posts and say i want to be on this blog post and I want this title tag, this anchor tag um, to link back to my my article here. And that's where the most value is. They will take otherwise, they, they will take anything uh, in, in the backlink capacity, but that's what they're striving for. Nice. 
And so for the links that you're getting in this example, like you're getting on a listicle or you're getting a blog feature, are you doing this for backlink SEO, link juice and all that? Or are you doing it more for the affiliate commission to the writer or to I, the... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to give... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to make good with that person that is in charge of the content. Um, this is no nothing more than doing favors for somebody in exchange for something else in the future. Um, so uh, the SEO value to us as a company isn't nearly as important. Um, okay. But uh, you know, getting them to be an affiliate and uh, wiggling our way into um, their radar is is super important to us. Especially since this is so interesting is it's such a, um, a value led way to put yourself into places where people would say, well, you have to hire a PR firm to go talk to this top content producer or something like this. And especially when you start niching down, they might be a big deal in your niche, but maybe they're not PR big deal, right? Mm -hmm. It's not everything mm -hmm. is, you know, um, Joe Rogan or Healthline or something like that, but <laughs> you could get some really good content people. And I actually just a couple of things that, that I really stood out to me. One, um, it's funny because you say, hey, later, then once you kind of get a hard no or at least a response back through follow up and continuously mm -hmm. following up, like already you show that no matter if they, they can't ignore you, right? So no matter, whatever interaction they're going to happen afterwards, like, well, I'm not going to be able to ignore this individual because they've already shown that that's not going to work. <laughs> um, so I just already, I already love that. And I think that's not actually a bad thing. I will tell you. Um, I won't respond to any, anybody that ever reaches out and is trying to do like sales, B2B sales. I won't respond to your first, even your second email. Hmm. It's not until the third that I'll even address it just because you want to see persistency on a cold outreach or ah. at least that they have some form of automation, right? So sometimes you want to almost see that. So I really, really love that. And then the other part that I think is, is impactful, and we've talked about it a lot, is it's not what you think they need. It's what like open up the conversation to find out what actually is going to motivate them, right? Ooh, so Ask true. the question, what do I need to do? What do you need so we can move up in the rankings? Instead of just assuming, do you need money? Here's money. Would you like to take my money? Right. <laughs> um, you know, that's the, the, your money probably isn't enough for some of these content creators think that's going to do anything for me. Yeah. Um, but asking that question and then creating the value and building the relationship is, is really what, what's growing. And those are things that no matter what vertical you're in, you could um, go and, and really adopt that. But the, the strategy alone, though, I still love using the keywords and seeing what content creators already own that 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 real estate. Instead mm -hmm. of trying to, you know, create your own blogs and, and rank up there, don't do that. Just be like, these people are really good. Let's work with them mm -hmm. um, and use that as a way. I, I All that to not just say, hey, how awesome you are. I did have a question I wanted to ask <laughs> um, related to that, which is when you're going through and you'll do the keywords and you're looking kind of just the top 25 that pull up on those keywords. Do you also use like Google similar, um, like Google similar pages and go through that? Or are you just going down one to 25 on those Google listings? Uh, you, you can't go one through 25 because not all of them, all of them are going to be affiliate partners. Um, okay. There, there's going to be brands in there. There's going to be competitors. There's going to be uh, folks that, have no intention to monetize it with affiliate marketing. They're just doing SEO value to flip the website. So there's a, a wide range of partners in there. Uh, what I love about Respona is they will, uh, I, I keep bringing it back, but I love this tool so much. Yeah. <clears throat> 
They will... an affiliate link you can drop? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. I'm, I think you might. I'm actually building out their affiliate program shortly here. Uh, but mm. um, they um, – uh, nothing's official, by the way. Um, <laughs> but they they have the power to see if affiliate links are on that site or not, and they can mm. recognize it as an affiliate or – uh, because that's an important aspect of it. If, if they're not monetizing it with affiliate marketing, it, it might not be worth a whole lot of your time to try to convince them into affiliate marketing. Um, yeah. So that is an important aspect of it. But um, but uh, even if it is one keyword and it's the first you know couple of SERPs, maybe three, uh, that are the, going to be the difference makers, some of those sites that are affiliate sites might rank better for another keyword that is very similar or um, in that similar vein that is ranking even higher. So you don't weed anybody out except for the brands and the the folks that you know that are not going to be responsive or, or not going to be worth your time. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Is, and so oh, that makes sense. That makes <clears throat> sense. So it's just get there. Is there a point where you say, I'm not going to go down the Google search route and I'm just going to try a new keyword? Like, is there just too deep down if you weren't using is it Respirio? I feel like by this time I should know exactly what it is you said but the was it what was the software again? Respona? Respona? Respona. I just made it up a new name Respirio so um, it's mysterious oh, uh, yeah, sounds Respona. like the Hogwarts so, spell version of it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Respirio um, uh, yeah so out, uh, now I can't remember the name I just want to keep uh, saying Respirio Respona. 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 holy cow this is just epic <laughs> name failing <laughs> Um, if you're not using Respana and you have now Google searched Respirio instead, um, like how how many pages would you go in before you'd say, let's just do a new keyword if you're doing that kind of uh, affiliate search? Um, how far? Uh, they don't go as far as anything. They just give you... They'll spit out a a list. Oh, of I'm saying if you weren't if you weren't using uh, Respana, which honestly you probably should should based on our use that. But okay. in case you're just you know hard headed and don't want to, um, then then what would like how deep would you recommend someone go per keyword? I mean, you're just going to see maybe a drop off in efforts. Yeah, uh, Google recently did like an ever um, ever scroll uh, for the results, so it, it you can go. 30 deep uh, without like mm. clicking a button, you, you know, the old mm. funny saying of like, where do you hide dead bodies? The second page of Google. Um, yeah. But, like, but th 30 deep is, is about as far as I go for the most part, unless I'm seeing some really high quality uh, things in that mix or really low quality. If, if like the first 25, are all brands or things that aren't affiliate relevant, I'm going to go a little bit deeper and see where the affiliates are living and, and mm -hmm. see who's doing at least some effort, especially early on with the first few keywords, I'm going to be digging in a little deeper, seeing who the players are in this field so that I can get gotcha. a better sense of it, of it later. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. For these types of affiliates that are doing more of the content production than say the direct response performance marketing affiliates, mm -hmm. like what is like the commission structures you're kind of setting up for a lot of these? I'm sure it depends on, you know, the type of software, the type of product you're pushing and the price points and all that. But is there like a, I don't know, any ballpark numbers you kind of like to land on for how those commission structures are set up? Uh, it definitely depends on vertical and margins and everything else. That calculation is really hard to evaluate. And the answer 
in reality is whatever you can give away um, <clears throat> um, and be competitive with your uh, competitors, essentially. So uh, one of the great things you can do during the strategy phase is is find your top three competitors, see if top three competitors that have affiliate programs and go and join those affiliate programs, figure out what you like from them and copy that, figure out what you don't like from that and make sure you keep that out of your equation. And yeah. that way you're finding out when you join those programs, you're finding out what they're giving away to their affiliates as a base commission. And then probably double that most of the time for like what the VIPs are getting. Um, that should give you a good base amount of where you should be in that equation and then figure out like what is your absolute break even as a product like how much can you give away and and just break even and affiliate marketing is is incredible value in and that the longevity and the lifetime value of the customers uh will hopefully outplay all of your other channels um so you want the first time customers, you shouldn't be afraid to be paying out a little bit more and not making money on it. So don't be afraid to pull that trigger. If you know your metrics on lifetime value of the customer uh, that you're bringing in is going to be, uh, make you a whole lot more money than you're giving away in your first initial commission. Mm -hmm. I like that you said double your competitor's commission, right? Cause the, I've, I've seen people, Oh, we, we're building this. We've copied these other people, but they had no clue if the people they were copying were even doing volume with their affiliate oh. program. They just knew that they had one. Is there a way you can tell of like, how, how do you audit someone's affiliate program from the outside? Oh. So tell that they're not that they have one and that they have details around it, but they're actually doing something with it. That's notable. Yeah. Um, Good question. Um, there are sneaky ways around it. Like you can, <laughs> um, you can use Ahrefs or SEMrush to find uh, people that are driving traffic to that website of your competitor, and build out a list of any organic links. And then if if they're on a certain kind of tracking platform, sometimes the URL structure is an extension of the URL. Um, and it'll have affiliates. It'll have like a question mark referred by equals, and you can like try to track that. That's a little bit more complicated and advanced and sometimes not worth the effort. Um, but I would say, uh, I'm going back to Respona, like they, they do this for you, which is, uh, they'll take your competitors and, and find the affiliates that are driving traffic to them, uh, that have affiliation to that, um, and you can try to get on cool. those lists as well. So, um, yeah, no, it just doesn't have to be super in depth because right. it, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, we see people copy like, Oh, we want to do it this way. They were offering 5%. So we think that's good. It's like, they're probably not doing much volume. Like yeah. <laughs> you just look at how their affiliate program structured and then they build, they end up do building out a really bad yeah. affiliate program. Cause they just were looking at, they had blinders on what they were looking at kind of thing. They didn't know what to look for. Yeah. And that brings us back to getting professional help. The best thing mm -hmm. you can do with your affiliate program is putting uh, a new pair of eyes. Even if you have an established affiliate program, go hire a consultant for a couple of hours to audit your program and, and give you some insights on what they think you're missing out on because you're inevitably going to be putting your blinders on to what you're doing and staying in your tunnel 
Um, and then you're going to forget about the outside once you get to a certain point. And so bringing a, a consultant on to like get some new insight is super important down the line. Yeah. Even sometimes that you, there could be something outside of your niche that's working super, super well. You would never even know about. Um, but then you get a consultant and now you are a, you know, you're leading the, you have a leading affiliate program, in your niche, cause you're accepting information and innovations outside of your, your world. So makes a ton of sense. Hire professional. So yeah. good advice. Well, I have one more question for you, but before that, so you have performance marketing manager.com mm -hmm. where people can go to, I assume, follow you, find out more about you. We also have a podcast, right? Can they find that there? Uh, absolutely. It's called affiliate nerd out. And so I just bring on industry friends and veterans and legends and anybody that's uh got that that wants to nerd out about affiliate I, I i am just such a nerd in this space i just called it affiliate nerd out and it's it's a term of endearment like uh <laughs> if if you're nerdy enough to like want to hang out with me for half an hour and discuss like what's working for you right now and best tactics for affiliate managers. I want you on. And, um, I'm having a great time doing two episodes a week with it and flipping it into content. And I, I just love hanging out with people and, and talking this space. Man, nice. two episodes and then, a week. He's really showing us up, isn't he? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then um, if you're in Traffic Tribe or if you're an Ember Spears Circle of Influence, you can get in touch with Dustin Howes that way too through the stuff she's doing over there. I know. I think you were at the Four Rooms Mastermind in San Diego. Did I see you down yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I was. I didn't see I you was, down there, but I saw that you were down there. I yeah. was hoping you were showing up so we could hang out. But yeah, Amber is uh, an incredible mentor to me. Like She's just this breath of fresh air and just has so much energy and I don't understand what she's taken, but, uh, she is, <laughs> she is an incredible person, the best network marketer I've ever seen in my life. And, um, so blessed to be in her life and like, uh, being around her is, is just infectious to my energy and, and my <laughs> entrepreneurship. So, um, I'm love being a part of her community now. Nice. Definitely an affiliate nerd too. So she <laughs> yeah, she is 100%. <laughs> And then is there anywhere else people can go to find you other than performancemarketingmanager.com and affiliate nerd out? Is there social handles you like to f use or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I'm easy to find, man. Uh, if you want 15 minutes of my time, go to dustinhouse.com slash pod 15. And I am happy to talk and nerd out with you about affiliate and point you in the right direction. I don't take on a lot of clients, but I will point them to my friends that I know that do good work in this industry. Uh, nice. I'm, I'm trying to leave that course dream, man. I'm trying to uh, have a do it yourself solution in place for, to help those folks and build out my community. So, um, and then uh, you can also go to dustinhouse.com slash checklist. If, if you don't want to talk to me and I get it, uh, go to, go to dustinhouse.com slash checklist. And that'll give you a, a free checklist of what I go through when I'm creating an affiliate program. Um, so that you can do it yourself, awesome. which the Thank first you. check is higher professional. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. Um, no, I had one more final question for you on like the, when you're working with these types of affiliates that you've been describing yeah. and you're getting, you're starting to get some traction with it. What's your favorite way to go deeper with them? Is it getting them to mail to their newsletter list or whatever it might be? Is it more content? Like what's, what are some of the low hanging fruit things to go deeper with the right affiliates? Super good question. Um, I, I always say the first step is get on content that exists and then we can work on doing a review later on if things are working out. Um, 
I would say building the content for them and at least offering it is a very good value add. Now their content schedule and calendar is probably swamped if they're a really good affiliate and whatever we can do to alleviate that is going to be helpful for, for them. And so the best way about going and doing this is using a tool, um, maybe a Jasper or a chat GPT, create a 1500 word blog post on their behalf uh, with all the features that are really going to highlight what your product is about and hand hand this over to them with a pretty bow on it, optimize it for SEO value with a keyword that they're going to want to rank for um, and then give it to them. And so that they can put it into their voice and post it as quickly as possible. Like if you, if you give them uh, the least amount of resistance to, to a sale, uh, they are going to be very thankful for you and want to do more with you. And they can see the value of this partnership in a much uh, bigger sense. A hundred percent. What did Ed Scowls say? And Ed's cranky corner, Kyle, it was affiliates are lazy. So yeah, treat so affiliates lazy. like lazy, not that they are, mm -hmm. but they're so busy. The easier you can make a sale happen for them, the more likely they are to make it happen for you. So no, that that's, that's great. I love that the echoes of things we said in the past, like through new lenses and knowing that these things apply across a lot of places. And you really gave some amazing insights and, and advice. It was fantastic, Dustin. So I was excited to get a mini snippet of nerding out on affiliate marketing. So awesome. I'm gonna have to have you guys on and uh and I, I don't really do a a, a three-man episode very often but i'll make an exception with you guys you guys seem fun so i'd love to have we you guys we can we'll, do, we'll do one episodes. with me one with kyle we'll see which one and then we'll, better. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i was gonna say and then thomas and i will definitely have a side bet to see which one gets, yeah. gets more views that's great so. well I'll, I'll make a landing page and put your guys's uh analytics on it like who's got no, more podcast views better, and youtube better. and like we'll just yeah. we'll just see who's going up it uh, what what is it on TikTok where people are like voting? Uh, they're up against the, the split screen and they're oh, voting yeah, against no. each other. Cool. You cannot yeah. bring up a. I don't know. That's a thing on TikTok. You could vote on TikTok now. Uh, absolutely. Like, uh, it's a it's split like this head screen. to head thing where it's like yeah. these two people are going. You're kind of it's like, yeah. I'm really showing my gray hairs here. Is like, what? What? <laughs> Give it the What's times. Get with yeah, the times, bro. Is this what they're talking about with election fraud? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> No, thanks for thanks for hopping on, Dustin. I uh, really appreciate your time and sharing your insights and tapping, uh, letting us tap into your genius here. So, thanks for sharing. Um, and you mentioned before, we'll mention it really again for people. We've got performancemarketingmanager.com and dustinhouse.com and different resources over there to go check out if you want to learn more from Dustin or get in touch with him. But highly recommend it. He knows his stuff. He's been doing it for years, over a decade. Um, and then don't play poker with him. I'll make a note of that. And yeah, hope to see you in person here again soon at some point um, in the near future. Um, and thank you for hopping on. Happy scaling, everybody. And cheers. Bye-bye. Take care.